Today's NBA Playoff Preview Podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, and that's InTheGymRange.com. In the Gym Range provides in-depth information from the high school, college, and NBA landscapes, covering all levels of hoops from high school all the way through the pros. You can find a link to them on our website, so make sure you go check them out. Welcome to the Hail to the District Podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to another edition of the Hail to the District Podcast. I'm Rajan, and I'm once again joined by my friends John and Neil. Yes, those same two guys from the infamous running uh, Wizards Bulls running diary to talk even yes. more basketball, given that the NBA playoffs officially begin this weekend. So we're going to kind of take a shallow dive into each one of the eight playoff series instead of the overused, quote-unquote, deep dive business cliche that everyone likes to use, and give our thoughts on each one of the matchups, the key storylines, whatever else kind of comes into our heads, and then our predictions on the results for each one of the series. So we'll jump right in, beginning our previews with the team that I think most people would agree is the unquestioned favorite to win it all, or at least in my mind, everyone believes that, and that, of course, is the Washington Wizards. (laughs) (laughs) they take on the atlanta hawks who are a far cry from the team that eliminated them uh the wizards that is in the postseason in 2015 it's kind of like the bizarro crystal meth version of those atlanta hawks with a whole lot more bitches on the team um but i'm gonna stop talking and i'm gonna open up the floor to you guys for general thoughts and to get the conversation going i'm looking forward to john wall going into supernova I fucking want to destroy the Atlanta Hawks because they screwed me out of a chance at the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. Yep. This is exactly it. Uh, I, I, I think your Wall and Beal are, are really going to just show up and just like put them out of their misery. You know, three. Wall they won both. They won the season three, three, one, right in the regular yes. season. And the yeah. only one yeah, and the was one loss night. was at the beginning of the season when they sucked, when they were just abysmal. And Wall was hurt. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's really going to be. A, like too much of a contest. Um, I think the only the only wrinkle in this is that Dwight Howard and I hate I hate Dwight Howard as much as I hate bitch. Any, the the colossal bitch. I mean, he is a as big a bitch as you will ever find. He is the colossus of bitches. Um, he has been averaging something like twelve points and fourteen rebounds per game against us. And I really, really was I was actually really hoping that Jan Mahinmi was going to be some type of neutralizer or at least provide some presence in the post. And with him missing at least the first two to three games, I think that was a little bit of a wrinkle. But past that, nobody on Atlanta scares me. I mean, like I could see maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. getting hot for one game, but that's it. And then Paul Millsap, I mean, Paul Millsap will do things because Paul he'll do Paul Millsap things. So I think Keith is a big factor in this series or at least trying to match him at some level or at least to an 80% capacity. But I mean, past that, what am I supposed to be scared of on Atlanta? I mean, I'm I'm astonished that they got to this seed to be completely honest. Yeah, me too. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is like, like garbage. I hate that guy is garbage. I mean, there's not a whole lot to put into it. Like he's just, he's not good. Like using the crystal meth analogy again, he's Rondo on crystal meth. Like if Rondo did six or seven years of crystal meth and heroin and cut it with like some really cheap crack, that's Dennis Schroeder. So is yeah. Rondo better than Schroeder right now? No. Okay. All right. No. I would take I agree. playoff Rondo over Schroeder, yes. Yeah, everybody would. I would Rondo take yet. playoff Wade. What if he Wade? doesn't exist? Like, give take... me – oh, God. Like, there's so playoff many, Wade's like... going to get calls. 
Oh, he's yeah, but dude, we'll we'll, we'll hold off that conversation. Yeah. Um, the, but the don't only... forget, like the Hawks have Mike Dunleavy Jr. Like fuck that guy, and like Kent Bazemore, who's like whatever. Chris Humphreys. Like, Chris Humphreys that... is there. The only guy that I kinda, the only guy that I kind of like on uh, Atlanta only because he's Virginia Tech alumni is Malcolm Delaney. But like, okay, and then yeah. that's just invalid. Well, I mean, he's just a backup point guard. He doesn't do anything. He's barely going to get any minutes in this series. But seriously, like, Bazemore, Millsap, Dwight Howard, Tim Hardaway, and Dennis Shooter. This is the fifth seed in the East. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, uh, Dwight Howard's last team got drastically better when he left. <laughs> so adding you, him to your lineup doesn't make things better. Bud is a freaking magician, man. That guy can coach his ass off if he if he took this poo poo platter and got them this far. This was the team that I wanted to see. I was. I, well, in complete honesty, I really was hoping that the Bulls would get the fifth seed and we would play the Bulls. Like that was my what I really, really wanted. Oh to my see. God! Thank God but that did I'm not hoping happen. for a Bulls upset and we see him in the second round. No, I would I, love that. I would I want, love to see a Bulls upset. But I want yeah. Boston. I really want Boston. God. Oh, oh, let me. I'll couch that with I want Boston in in the world where we beat Boston. But if we lose to Boston, those... I want Boston after the Bulls take them to six <laughs> and, <laughs> and just beat the hell out of them. I, I honestly, God, I can't believe. So Atlanta is the only team that has a diff- they have the lowest point differential among all the playoff teams. They average, they allow one point more per game. They're the second lowest scoring team in the playoffs, at least in the East. <sighs> okay. What's Washington's strength? Is that they can just score buckets at will? Washington's and the second highest. There's scoring no team way in the East. that Atlanta can can keep up with them because. Can't you imagine a score like one hundred to eighty-four? Washington I think one wins. Game gets ugly. Yes, I, I could see if it, if it's like three-one and it goes back to Washington, kind of like what we did in Game Four of the Raptors. I can see us blowing the doors off them, and I can see like Dwight Howard planning his next, you know, mastectomy or whatever women do, like, it, it, or you know, signing up for a membership at Curves. Like that's that's just like he's just going to check out as if he has. Not. I like do- playoff Dwight Howard is probably one of the most least intimidating things I can think of. He's such garbage. I mean, like, I, I really hope that the Wizards use this series to give Porter and Ubre like some time, and I really I'm, hope they like I expect work on Ubre the- to have a killer playoffs. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's really makes them think about re-signing Auto, but that's a discussion for another day. I think I think Ubre's gonna gonna really make a name for himself. And he's he's gonna ball out. He's, so without, he's gonna make decisions difficult. Without diving too deep into this and making sure we keep the pace, you have your you have your five. So the starting five is there. Playoffs you usually tighten up the rotation to about eight, maybe nine guys. So who are the first three off the bench for the Wizards? You it has to be Ray Uber, Jennings and Bogdanovich. I was gonna say it's Ubre, Bojangles, and who next? Probably Jason Smith, actually, because they need some bo- big bodies, and Mahimi's definitely going to... I'll be surprised if Mahimi even plays in the first round. Yeah, Sato, Ma- Sato Great, great use of money, Ernie. Yeah, I don't know if Mahimi's going to play. And then even the question becomes, if Mahimi plays, what, at what capacity are we getting him back? Right. So I think Smith yeah. is going to... Pro- yeah, so it looks like it'll be uh, Ubre, Boyond, and, and Smith as the next as the three guys, which, man... I, as much as I want to join on the Ernie bashing party, Boyan Boyan's obviously cooled off a lot since his you know since he got here, but that that was a that was a move. 
since it's Martel Webster and uh, every everybody has that kind of grace period where they just ball out. This is like, yay! I'm not in the nets anymore. Yeah, but yay! I don't play any defense whatsoever, and he's such a liability when he's on the court. Uh, yeah, but it's Atlanta. Like, it's fine. Exactly. So Atlanta can't even <laughs> score, even if Bojan is out there. Yeah, oh, there goes Mike Muscala. He's really taken off. Oh, crap. He said he's going to kill us. Mike Muscala is going to kill us. That's what he does. There's always so, some random dude that just exactly. destroys the Wizards. Like, and it's Denzel Valentine. Like, yeah. guys, like, I would not be surprised if some rando on the Hawks just shows up out of nowhere. Okay, we'll go ahead and move forward. Do does this go past five games? I certainly hope not. I think it goes. I have six. I, I just think like it's the playoffs. I, I always feel like just teams will show up, and I don't know. I, I could see it going six. I hope it doesn't. Like just for the Wizards' sake, but. You know, six the games means more time for well in the first round. I, I don't see the rando. I mean, I, I famous last words. And I should bite my tongue before I even go any further than this. But I don't see the rando who's going to go off. Like unless it's my you know my boy Delaney. What, Tim Hardaway. Is it Ursan Ilyasova is going to go off? That guy's a Russian cyborg. Like who is going to be the guy who's going to put up the random? Tabo Cephalosha can't shoot, so maybe it's Bazemore who's going to have one random game. I I just don't see it. Dwight Howard is going to get you empty, empty calories versions of 12 points and 14 rebounds or 14 points and 15 rebounds. They'll have almost insignificant 15 rebounds in the history of 15 rebounds. But he's going to draw fouls. Yeah, and miss and free throws. without Mahimi, that's really going to hurt our depth. Maybe. Because literally they have one big. I just think they're going to go small ball on him and, and say, you know, all right, Dwight, try to run. And then he's going to complain that he has sand in his badge. And they're going to out-rebound the hell out of us and get easy easy uh, offensive putbacks. Fuck it. I'm calling Wizards in five. In four? No, five. I'm saying Wizards in five. five. We, we clinch it at home. Atlanta I hope will, so. Atlanta I, I, will get I think so. Three. I don't think we sweep. I, I don't think there's any way no. they sweep. No, there's no sweep. It's not a, definitely not a sweep. But I, I, I think their run of strong success in the first round is going to continue this series. Okay, we're moving on to the other team that everyone believes is definitely going to win the NBA championship, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's right, boy. <laughs> Yo, ESPN what has... What the hell happened to that team? Dude, we had Wade come back. So, like, we could have easily gotten the seventh, easily the seventh or sixth. Why couldn't seat. you get the seventh seat? Why? Why couldn't you do that? I wanted, if you could have done anything right, it was to play, Chicago, uh, to play Cleveland. Because for whatever reason, you're good at playing Cleveland. Yeah, because we hate Cleveland because they like crush us in the playoffs. But um, yeah, and we had Wade come back because Wade wanted to come back on a Saturday. And guess what? We lost to the Nets, and that really screwed up. <laughs> and that really screwed up our chances of of uh, you know getting the seventh seed. And we actually had to play till the last game of the damn season to get into the playoffs, which is freaking embarrassing. I'm still actually surprised that they made the playoffs. As a really quick aside, the Nets won 20 games out of 82 this year. They won 20, which literally means if you played a four-game span, you're guaranteed to lose three of them. Yeah, you know, 10% of the um, Nets' wins were against the Bulls. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like... I don't know. I'm just I'm uh, I'm happy they're in it. Like I really did not expect them to make it. Especially I did not expect. Well, Rondo and Wade still cannot be on the court at the same time. Like that's just a shit show. 
the the unfortunate part about Wade's return is that Nico was like developing like into this guy that you can like trust as like a four, and now it's like uh, Wade kind of just like takes possessions away from him. I was going to say, let's Nico make was sure, looking so good. Let's make sure we get the guys who can't shoot onto the floor. Yeah, if I, any- I like. I I don't know what Wade is going to show up. Like he has like crazy playoff like you know stigma and and you know experience but i, I mean 35 just, 36 year old weight have that he's looked like crap he's looked like crap this entire like not the entire season but like since he's returned it's just he's out of rhythm and you don't want a guy who's out of rhythm to be in the playoffs you just don't against I, the Celtics, no less i think he's gonna have one hot quarter in like the second half of game one or the first half of game two and he's going to be like, oh, I'm back, baby. I'm back, right? And then he's just going to shoot, like, complete ass butt for the rest of the time he's in there. And But he's going to keep on hucking because of that one hot quarter he had. I would love to hear Hubie Brown say ass butt. <laughs> I think that <laughs> Wade is shooting like ass butt. Um, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. The, the thing is, like, if he does have that hot shooting quarter, um, I mean, that's what... That's what the Cavs needed that one series against the Pacers to, you know, to get them over the or the, the heat needed against the Pacers that that one year. Um, I, I think the Bulls actually match up pretty well against the Celtics. Like we we're really good rebounding team and the, the Celtics kind of suck at it. And that's what like we need to capitalize on. I don't think Koiberg is going to be able to do that. Um do you have yeah. a guy who you can say in six minutes left in the fourth quarter be like, go stop Isaiah Thomas? I mean, I, I think that really is the domino for Give the me Celtics. Butler. Yeah. You I, have to have either Butler or you have to like convince Rondo that, look, don't shoot the shitty three when you actually do something good on defense. Like, hold the ball and be a good playmaker. But Rondo is actually a very good defender, and he's a very underrated rebounder. When he he's, wants to be. When the game is exactly. on TNT, it's exactly going to all be televised games. So yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be really interesting because we have guys who will just show up, and I don't know what team is going to show up. We've we've had two different teams this entire year. We've had like a really decent team that should be like top top four in the East, and we've had like bottom like worse than the Knicks, who who are no longer a super team. If you you have of all the teams in the of the sixteen teams in the playoffs, Chicago is easily, and I mean easily, the most bipolar of all of them. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. But don't you think they easily steal two games minimum? Yeah, I have Celtics in six, which is unfortunate. Like I, I really want the Bulls. Like I would love it if the Bulls upset my pick of Celtics in six, but I just don't. They're just too inconsistent, man. And playoffs are all about consistency. The only yeah, that's reason- why they play a seven-game series, and, and this isn't a tournament. Yeah. The yeah. only reason I could see this game going to, like, this even being truncated down to five games and Boston winning in five, the only reason why being completely serious is because Brad Stevens versus Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> like, I that's like me arm wrestling Hulk Hogan. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like... You know, Brad Stevens makes some adjustment that I can't even think of, and like Fred Hoiberg has to like take off his shoes and figure out what the hell happened. You know, and basically he's just going to go comatose and have no idea what's going on, and then he's going to tell you know Wade to go shoot more because that's going to be the solution to everything. I'll go ahead and put it at Chicago, uh, Chicago, Boston in six, but 
if I would, I would if I was betting, I would hedge my bet with Boston in five. Only for that reason. Not even hating on Chicago. I like a lot of the matchups. I like the idea of Rondo playing against Boston and Rondo because Rondo hates everything. Him, you know, playing well in this series. I just think the coaching matchup is so comically skewed in Boston's favor. Fred Hoiberg, I don't know if it's the front office and Fred Hoiberg. I don't know if Hoiberg is just way overmatched. I don't know if it's all of the above. But that team has no idea what the fuck it is. Yeah, but also you have the Boston factor. They really don't think they can win it all. So the, I, I just don't think they're in it. They're, there's there's just something not right with them, in, in my opinion. The, the, the front office didn't think that they could win a championship. They made no moves. They're sitting on their assets. They're, they're still waiting. And so I think there's just some there's, – there's inexperience. There's a, just kind of a something missing on this team that I, I just don't – I mean, I'm glad Boston got the one seed because it means, you know, Washington potentially – could face them in the second round, and that's a way better matchup for us. And I'd I rather place place play a team that yeah. doesn't really have it all together. I like Boston is one so of those bad. like Boston is one of the worst like one seeds that I can not worst, but like mm, a one seed that you're just not scared of, right? You're you're just not like nobody should be really scared of them. Were, Isaiah were Thomas you scared is of the Hawks two years ago. No, no, no. no. I mean, so it's kind of like that. I was going to say, it's the Hawks like that. No offense, I'm not trying to hate, but it's kind of like the Bulls in 2012, where you're like, okay, they're a good team. I get it. They not, at least had Rose. Who no, was man, great. like that was a great team. Like, I'm sorry. They, like, they, that had, was a they healthy had a legit Noah. superstar. Yeah, we had a healthy Noah, healthy Rose, healthy, just a healthy supporting team. Like, but, you know, that, that should just, you can't beat like you know, a Wade LeBron shit. You just can't do that. Like, that's just fucking hard as shit. All right, what do you got? Celtics and six. Same. Okay, fair enough. Moving on, going to Cleveland and Atlanta versus Indiana. Excuse me. Um, I hope Lance Stevenson blows in LeBron's ear again. Just oh my god, that'd be so hilarious. Oh, I just hope it happens. I, I hope. I like... forgot about that angle. I forgot <laughs> that he was back in Indiana and that he was going to get to torment LeBron. <laughs> I think the that makes sense because would... otherwise that, that series is unwatchable. No, Paul George, man. Like I, really, I know, but there's nothing else there on Indiana. It's okay. Superstars are like what playoffs are for. Like I'm this with, is. I'm with yeah. John. Superstar. Oh, they have a superstar. Like Cleveland has at least two superstars. Three. I just want to see a duel between like two really good basketball players and Paul George, like LeBron, have given us some really good duels in the past. I don't expect the games to be good, but I expect every game to have at least. Five or six minutes of holy shit, these guys are like going at each other and like being really solid. Kyrie is going to get hot for one quarter or one game or something like that in vintage Kyrie Irving fashion. And once Paul Jeff George. Teague's going to injure him. I was going to say, when Paul George looks around and sees the guys he has on his team, he's just going to have fuck my life tattooed all over his face and probably check out. Realizing, just waiting when he can go to LA next year and say, I don't have the guys. Like, I don't have anyone that can match whatever Cleveland has, or, you know, once Cleveland gets hot, I don't have anybody that can match that. And he's just going to start ca- counting time until he can get his, you know, his, either his max deal in, in Indiana, if he ever gets it, or his max deal in, in, uh, in Los Angeles, which so, he doesn't. I don't believe that Paul George has a mentality of saying, like, fuck it, I'm out. Like, I think that he just wants to, like, 
I think he legitimately thinks that he is on par or like slightly like can compete with LeBron. And I think that's what's going to drive him to actually play like really good basketball the entire time. It's LeBron who would pansy out like that, in my honest opinion. If, if you had switched roles, I would say LeBron would be the guy who would just like quit. Because that's exactly what he did. LA. That is exactly what he did against the Celtics. 2009. Right? Yeah. So Paul George, though, I, I don't ever see him backing down. I don't see him backing down. I think he's just going to be like, you know what? I'm going down in flames, and any team that you know sees me perform, they're going to pay me some money. Larry Bird, you don't want to pay me money? Fine. I know no, the they want to pay him money. They, they, they just need him to be on an all-NBA team so they can pay him lots more money than anybody else. And he's not going to be on this year. I don't think he's going to be on I know. I'm really yeah. disappointed. I was really hoping he would because I want to. I want him to stay in India. I don't want him to go to the Lakers. Fuck Quick that. aside again, I know we are 150, at least two of us are 150% biased in this equation. But please tell me there's no way that Isaiah Thomas should get second team all NBA over John Wall. Like there's just no way. The only guards that have. If he you will s- because of buzz. The only guards where you're like, okay, I, even as a Wizards fan, we have no argument against them for being all NBA ahead of Wall are Russell, are Westbrook, Harden, and Steph Curry. That's it. Like, there's nobody else where you're like, okay, emphatically, like, yes, that's going ahead. I mean, Chris Paul, even as good as Chris Paul is, you can't make, make a legitimate argument or like a convincing argument that he should be ahead of John, John Wall. And Isaiah Thomas, fuck that, man. I, I need you to do something else besides score. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Like Chris Paul is all about the nostalgia vote at this point, and um, I think Wall is way. I think Wall has made his case. Like he's a top four, top four. He's a top star. twenty score. He's number two in assists, and he's number two in steals. Yeah. The only he, guys I would I would maybe consider in the argument, and I, I would I would put him on the third team instead of maybe Kyle Lowry. Like Isaiah Thomas. No, I wouldn't even put Kyle Lowry. I'd put Derosian and maybe Clay Thompson, and maybe video game Dame. I said maybe for all of those. Otherwise, no, I wouldn't put them in that in the All NBA team over Waldo. Like, they, yeah, not they, over Wall. you know, Wall's not going to even make third team. If he doesn't make third team, it'll be the travesty of all travesties. I, I just, I just see him not. I see him getting screwed out of it because you know what? It would really help us if he makes an All NBA team. I was going to say if Wall doesn't make it, I hope, <laughs> I hope he has a Russell Westbrook level season next year. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it would really, really help. The Wizards, if he could make an all-NBA team, because then we can pay him lots and lots and lots of money to stay in D.C. Yeah, and we need that. Okay, back to the Cleveland and Indiana crap fest. Cavs in five. Yeah, I really don't see a sweep. I I think it'll be five, just because Cleveland... Can they really play defense in the playoffs? Cleveland? Yeah. Will they play defense in the in the playoffs this they'll, year? Because they've like, just been so terrible. They'll turn it on. I, I don't think they, they I care. know they'll turn yeah, it on, but will it be? Care. Like, is it going to be good enough for them to, to get a sweep? No. Are they going to care enough to sweep? I don't think no. they will. No, no, no. So I, I, I'll, I'll see it. I will respectfully Indiana disagree. will steal one at home. I will respectfully disagree with you both and call Cleveland in four. Mm. See, like, that's the thing. Like, the Cavs, like, clearly didn't care about the number one seed. They Indiana, just didn't. Indiana didn't inspire me at all. Uh, there's just nothing about this team where I'm like, oh, this is this is a thing outside of Paul George. And I mean, I, I like Paul George. I like him a lot. I'm not as bullish on him as you guys are, or at least Neil is. Oh, I love Paul George. I, I love Paul George. I think he's awesome. And I don't see why a team like Boston wouldn't trade the farm to get him this uh, offseason. All right. We're going to segue now into the last matchup of the East. It's Toronto versus Milwaukee. 
my feelings against the Toronto Raptors are well known. I still <laughs> I still loathe them for reasons I'm not 100% clear about, but I still absolutely despise them. Um, they are, in my opinion, if when they get to the second round, if assuming everything goes chalk, I think they're going to give Cleveland hell. I think they're absolutely going to give them hell. They've flown under the radar. They leapfrogged the Wizards for the third seed since the All-Star break. Like Before the All-Star break, they were kind of poo-poo, but they have really come on since the All-Star break, and this is a very good team. The Sergi Baca trade, at least as of right now, looks like it was very yeah. a good move as opposed to the shit show that was going on in, my, in uh, Orlando. Thankfully, Rob Hennigan is on his, almost on his way out. Of course, they could change paths there and decide to give him an extension because that's how Orlando works. Um, digressing from there, I really, really think – I'm not saying Toronto will beat them, but if you had to ask me as of right now before the series even starts, I think Toronto and Cleveland will go seven. Needless to say, I think you know they're going to beat Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um Milwaukee's the team I did not want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, Giannis just scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that's the thing is, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee pulls off an upset here. This is the thing, like I, as much as we think Toronto, as much as like everybody else thinks Toronto's really good, like I just don't. The 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 key is going to be Serge Ibaka on the Greek Freak. I really think that's that's what it's going to come down to. Is like, can you stop that dude? And that is what they. Killer streaks. Yeah, and that's what they have like surge for, right? Like he is he is not meant to be offensive. He is meant to like guard the rim and like get the rebounds. And I don't and this is exactly what they brought him in for. Um I'm not I'm not convinced that Toronto is just gonna walk through them. I think I think that Milwaukee has a very, very good chance of upsetting here. By no stretch do I think Milwaukee uh, that Toronto's gonna run through Milwaukee. I think it's going to be a fight. I just don't know if Milwaukee has the enough with Giannis to really, really do more. Like, they're not ready yet. I think this team is a lot of fun no, to watch. No, right. That's why they won't win the series, but I think they will make it at least six. I think it's a short series, but I think every one of the games are great, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Like, mm. it's, it, none of the games are going to be decided by more than six points. I think every one of them is be contested. I think they're going to make Toronto earn it. Again, I have no nice things to say about the Toronto Raptors. I still think that they're just they're going to uh, uh, win it in five games. Just because Milwaukee's too young to know better at the moment. That's the only reason why. I think two years down the road, uh, Milwaukee is again the last team I want to deal with, or one of the few teams I don't want to deal with. And as you guys were saying earlier, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Miami were the two teams where I'm like, I really don't want to play them in the playoffs. Can other things happen? So we don't. I really yeah, wanted to play I mean, ever Chicago since, or Atlanta. Ever since they got Chris Middleton back, I mean, they've been a so much better team. And if they, if, if, they had Jabari. They would. I think yeah. they. Yeah. Can that guy stay healthy? But Jabari, I don't think is ever going to be right. I think. Don't forget. Don't. don't forget Michael Beasley. Oh God. <laughs> and then whoever they trot out at center. Oh, and then God. they got they got they got starting. Tony Tony Snell too. Don't worry Mother about Tony. They get Tony Snell get minutes. Snell are there? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know who Tony Snell's better than? Michael Carter Williams. Uh, By a landslide. Yeah. Snell, be easy. I knew Delhi was there. I forgot Jason Terry was even there. Wow. What a yeah, hodgepodge. They have, they have Della Vadova is there, too. Delhi's there, like, and they, they still have Greg Monroe doing 
post up things off the bench. And uh, <laughs> That's so sad. John Henson. Uh, Greg, Monroe, Greg Monroe actually had a good talent. year. Wasted talent, though, man. Wasted he was talent. he was born like four years too late. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a big man he in really a small was. NBA. Yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg Monroe would have been great ten years ago. Yep. So the the league just passed him by. So I'm kind of excited his. about. I'm. A, I love saying his name, Thon McCare. I, I think Thon it's. I think it's gonna be a thing. Like I actually really think so. I, who was the guy? The I think it was Lee Jenkins or one of the the Bleacher Report guys who is on Zach Lowe's podcast and they're fascinating. Um, who did the profile on him and they were like, he's he's just this ball of incredible talent. And it's just a matter of time before he puts it together, kind of like Giannis. And they've got two freakish level seven foot tall athletes. And I mean, they're just gonna yeah. That really, doesn't work in the NBA. No, not at all. Oh my god. So I got. To, did did they ever figure out how old he is? He could be twenty. He could be twenty four. Who knows? I Does it really know. matter? In terms of upside, yeah, because you know you peak around athletically. You were twenty seven, twenty eight. So when that's going to happen, and where you start from, and where you finish. But uh, I got Toronto in five. What do you guys got? I think it's going to go to six. Yeah, I have it at least at six, and I have Toronto winning. But like, it's a very like. Part of me kind of wants to just put the money on Milwaukee, just to just because I think it'd be a good value bet. So we're going Toronto, or you guys are going Toronto and six. I'm gonna go Toronto and five, even though I don't like Toronto at all. Yeah, I have I have Toronto and six, like as the safe bet. All right, we're gonna take a quick thirty second break. We're going to pay our bills, let you guys listen to some of the sponsors of today's podcast, and then we'll see you on the other side uh, when we discuss the Western Conference. Hey guys, it's Rajan. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this NBA podcast, please make sure you go check out a couple of other podcasts who are kind enough to sponsor this discussion we're having today. The first sponsor is the Your Weekly Top 6 podcast. With the goal of engendering discussion and discourse amongst the population, Your Weekly Top 6 features strong-minded and bullheaded friends Michael Tochi and Adam Lees offering their top 6 choices on topics spanning the entire spectrum that is the experience of life. Listen as they berate each other and tackle topics ranging from guilty pleasures, convenience store candy, senior crushes, and TV theme songs while inviting you to offer your own commentary. Their hope is that it serves to foster debate between you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, your estranged relatives, maybe even your future enemies. You can find your weekly top six podcast on iTunes and Google Play, so make sure you go check it out because you deserve a little more. The second podcast I'd really love for you guys to go check out is called The Healthy Lifestyle Show, so make sure you visit www.healthylifestylepodcast.com and subscribe to The Healthy Lifestyle Podcast to learn more about creating a balanced diet that can help you boost your energy levels and improve your overall health. And now, back to our NBA Playoffs preview pod in our discussion about the Western Conference. All right, back again. Now we will segue over to the Western Conference, starting right at the top. We'll go into Golden State versus Portland. And Golden State's got that guy, Kevin Durant. He's back. He looked pretty good in a couple of games he, uh, in the, he, when he returned for the regular season. And without him, they looked pretty damn scary after they all signed the toaster, and the toaster propelled them to the 14-game winning streak. It was exclusively the toaster. It wasn't anything else. I want a magic toaster. I want a magic toaster. I hate my toaster. Yeah. I, is this series even watchable? Well, video, yeah, you got Damian Lillard, man. I was going to say, video I game know. games that he's... I mean, Lillard and McCollum are going to go off in... in uh, um, what's the big center for they got from Denver? 
Nurkic. 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 Sorry, I always I still get him confused. It's terrible. No, he's not the Joker. I That's wanted... the thing. Nurkic, Nurkic is kind of their X factor here, and he could. Yeah, make but he's it... still hurt. I don't know, man. Zaza, Zaza is pretty awesome. Oh Ugh. God, Zaza's so bad that Jamal McGee plays. Yeah, that's that... all you have to say. You don't have to say anything else about him. Can you legitimately win a championship with Javale McGee on your team? I think this is the ultimate um, question. Golden State's going to do it with the, of the NBA playoffs. Can you win a championship with Javale McGee on your team? Only I'm if you have a to see him Curry. celebrating. It, only if you have a healthy Curry, Durant, and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. <laughs> Meaning Javale McGee is DMP have... every game. Yeah. You have no, to have four no, he's top play. 20 you players. Need, you need a fifth player. <laughs> you need four top 20 players to get JaVale McGee to win a, a national or to Dray- win an NBA championship. Do you think Draymond Green's a top 20 player? Not this no. season, but in general, yes. I don't know. I think he's like kind of... All right. I, I don't or know. top 30. Ja- yeah. uh, Draymond Green was the, was the second best player on the floor for much of Game 7 last year. Yeah, and they lost that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. LeBron was... The best. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, he's the best player on Golden State. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see? Nur- so Damian? Nurkic should be like there. He's he's kind of like that kryptonite um, for Golden State. You know, the the big center that does lots and lots of good things. But well, that's the, that's the their problem to shoot lots and lots of jump shots that go in. Like yeah. Golden State has no interior presence, right? Like, that is their biggest flaw. And, like, they, they still are, like, a solid defensive team. But once you get inside the paint, like, you have a solid center. You're going to get destroyed. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think Golden State sweeps it. Like, as much as, as much as I love, as much as I love Dame, you know, Damian Lillard and, and, and company, like, I, I just think it's done. Lillard like, said they're going to win in six or seven, I love- by the way. What's that? What's that? Lillard came out today and said that the, the Portland's going to win in six or seven games. He has to say that. What is he going to say? He's going to say we're, we're going to totally lose, so yeah. don't even watch us. Yeah. That was a great um, – uh, what's the guy from South Park? Okay. Mr. Garris? Mr. Oh, Garris. Not, uh, not Mr. No, Garris. not Mr. Garris. Mr. Mackey. But yeah, that was a great Mackey voice. Okay, guys. <laughs> Who pooped in the urinal? <laughs> Yeah, All right. that, that's the thing. Golden State sweep. I, I, there's just no question here. And and oh, like and Golden, Golden State, State they had 67 wins. Like when was the last like I've never seen yeah, a quieter awesome. 67 win season. Ever. Yeah, we we'd awesome. be losing our minds in any other year, but this is one year after them coming off of 73 wins. Which, if you even think about it, that I means it's like it's 10 percent less wins, and. It's still exactly as you just said. It's just like the most ho hum sixty seven wins ever. Yeah, it like this should be like amazing. This is like a record season. I still think even the the fourteen game winning streak, people didn't really make a big deal out of it. Like that was without Durant because they didn't win what twenty one. No way, the Caps won. Get the fuck out. They actually put it in. Get the fuck out. Oh, I'm on delay, so I uh, I will get to see this soon. Where's Ari? Where's Ari? Yeah, he hasn't lost his mind. Losing this shit. <laughs> Can he lose this shit, or is it because Passover just happened? Is he like not allowed to, or something? We should ask him. Yeah. 
<laughs> like Babcock oh. looks like a wax statue. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say, oh, fuck it, Golden State in four. Yeah, sounds sounds legit. All right, moving on. San Antonio versus Memphis. I literally have nothing interesting to say about this. Series. I will not watch one second of I'm that. I'm just going to say San Antonio in four. Like uh, that's that's my analysis of this series. They have such history. I don't think it goes like four. I think Memphis will give them a hard time and win at least one game. Um, yeah. Other than that, I I think that's pretty much it. What is your, like if you're Memphis and you look at them and you're like, okay, we can do this and steal a couple of games from San Antonio. What is this? I can't think pound of it. it. Pound it inside against Lamarcus Aldridge. That's yeah. it. Because Aldridge doesn't like he you know he doesn't offensively play basketball he doesn't anymore. Really play inside. Offensively, he's actually an outside shooter. But like in inside, he's actually like decent defensively. But he can't beat Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul is a beast, and that Marcus is who Saul they need to beast. When, when you put Powell on Mark, yeah, but Powell kind of Powell is terrible defensively. Yeah, Powell's not better. Awesome. He's, he's really not better. Yeah, he's terrible. So you got to pound it inside against these guys. I mean, they split the season. They split the season. So like, it's not like out of the question that Memphis is going to steal a game. But Popovich is crazy Kawhi Leonard is is like you know potentially finals MVP if they get that far um that that's pretty much it like it's just gonna be defense versus defense do you see this roster it's it's Gasol whatever's left of Vince Carter Jamichael Green trick-or-treat Tony who's not even playing and Mike Conley and then Zach Randolph Zebo is a sixth man Brandon Wright is a nice player that's it yeah, they got nothing. Yeah, but they made the playoffs. Yeah. They made the playoffs. This is like surprising, right? Like this is well, they actually won 43 like forty three games. Yeah, that's a good team. Fizdale's got to okay. get a couple of got to get a couple of coach of the year votes just for that. I mean, this is not. Oh, a good he shouldn't. Team. I'm not saying he's going to get it, especially did, a year where did, there's a bunch did of jogger, yoger, jager. Do the same. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced jogging. <laughs> jogging. I love jogging. It's good exercise. No, I, I think that Memphis steals one just because the Spurs, like, Pop, like, knows it's a long haul, right? The playoffs are, like, the second season. It's a long freaking season. So he's going to be like, all right, we're just going to – as soon as he sees, like, things are unwinnable at one point, he's just going to be like, fuck it. We'll just go the next game. Okay, this series is I, stupid. I so- just want to see Marcus Gasol do uh, the no chance in hell strut. <laughs> Vince McMahon strut. Oh, my God, I loved it. I just want to hit, see him hit a game winner and do the strut. Tangent again. If you were the deciding czar for coach of the year, who would you give it to between Pop, D'Antoni, uh, Spo, or Scotty Brooks? Or let me rephrase the question. How would you rank them in terms of coach of the year candidacy between those four? Well, like oh, because he made, he made um, a delicious – peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of shit and dirt. I give it to Dan Tony because of the winning Spo like definitely deserves some credit, but like 
His team started out like crap. So yeah, the fact that he they could have turn nothing, their roster is so that's bad. Fine. I understand. I understand. He turned it around, but they still didn't like. They still like weren't able to like get to the next level. And like fine, but D'Antoni took a Houston team and made it the third seed. I mean, like I know he's got Harden, but I've never seen Harden pass the ball so much. I just have not. He led the league in assists. I know exactly. It's exactly. phenomenal. Yes. He beat exactly. out John Wall. Like, like, this is crazy. So, and then Scotty Brooks, like, I don't know. It's just Scotty. Like, I, I can't, I have a hard time, like, you know, being serious about anybody named Scotty. And then, he uh, took, he took a non playoff team like Mike D'Antoni last year and turned him into a, a near a 49 win team. That's pretty damn good. Just remember, this is almost the identical team to what Randy Whitman had last year. And look it, at the difference. It is. How many long 18-foot two-point shots are we not shooting anymore? Well, right. except is for the, the fact that the they're same? telling Kelly Oubre to take more long two-point shots because he's not really connecting on his threes. But I mean, yes, is, much is less the than they were last year. Are yeah, they all? They're, they're healthier this year, but you, I, I know hindsight is fifty-fifty. How many more games did Brad play this year? A lot more. And Brad and John Wall both averaged twenty-three points a game each. That's freaking awesome for your backcourt. I still think Brooks had so much to do with unshackling the two of them, not admonishing them, not telling them that Nene is the greatest thing ever, and that everybody should listen to Nene for everything. I think. The fact that Scotty basically put it on the two of them, kind of like what he did with you know with Westbrook and Durant in Oklahoma City, saying, "All right, these guys are the leaders of the team. If you're ha- if you're in a shooting slump, shoot it some more. Look, we're going to ride the two of you as far as we can take this." Um, the amount of confidence he instilled in all the players is phenomenal. He's actually like heaven forbid. Where in the beginning of the seasons, where he was you know tinkering around with everything, and he's like, you know what we should do is we should develop the young guys. We should let them actually play more and get more experience because Randy Whitman, his head would have exploded like that if with that idea, like that, that possibly that can't be the thing. Like, why would you ever play Kelly Oubre? Yeah, I mean that's fair, but like the Wizards were forty-one wins last season, and a forty-one team made the playoffs like last year, right? So, uh, I'm not convinced that Whitman was the problem. I, I just think it was health and like your roster, like. How many wins did you get after you know Bojangles came on? Bojangles was the winning percentage was almost the same. It was just bolstering depth. I mean, Bojangles and Brandon Jennings, who I forgot to mention, Brandon Jennings ended up being another big part of the rotation. I mean, yeah, they helped a lot and they solidified the depth. But just the idea of guiding them, of one getting them, putting everything on them, two not giving stupid minutes to Trey Burke and Marcus Thornton. God, Marcus Thornton, like giving the second they traded the the fact they put him in the Bojan trade, like made me instantly happy just because I didn't have to look at his. Yes. Well, Nicholson was the 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 big cost. It's like, here's our first. Oh, and take this garbage. But, you know, we would have given Nicholson dumb minutes like Randy Whitman would have. He would have fought to keep Nene. Like it's it's we're not giving dumb minutes to dumb players. There's actually a point to what you're doing. You have Bradley Beal played 22 more games this season, and you have eight more wins. All right, so of course you're going to like be better. 
Of course you're yeah. going to be better. I don't think it's a coaching thing. I really don't think it's that much coach. It's all about health. Health is the number one thing that makes teams win in the freaking playoffs. Look at what happened last year. Freaking Bogut goes down in the finals, for fuck's sake. All right? And suddenly the Cavaliers can score. Well, the right. winning percentage of the Wizards when Wall and Beal were on the team last year versus the winning percentage with the two of them on the team. And it's the ident- almost identical team. It's not that if Otto Porter shoots one wrong jump shot, Scotty Brooks is sitting him to the bench and saying and praising Nene all the while. Or Kelly Oubre is like playing for one minute and he sneezes in the wrong direction and he has to go right back to the bench for the next seven games. I'm not so saying wait, Brooks- what is what was the winning percentage of both of them on the same on the same like I have no I I want I want to look it up now. I'm not gonna look it up at this moment. I'm gonna go do that offline, quote unquote. But other than that, I, I it's it's definitely yeah. not the same. I don't know. Twenty two more games from Badly Beal who like got who's that the highest helped. paid player on your freaking roster. Like you, you should win eight more games if he's playing twenty two more games in the season. I still give it to D'Antoni as coach of the year, as much as I want to give it to Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks has been uh, and I'm not. I am not objective in this argument whatsoever. I will fully acknowledge that. But Mike D'Antoni is. If I had to give it, it's probably. It's really hard for me to order these. It's D'Antoni. I go back and forth between Spo and Brooks, and then Pop. And that's not to take anything away from Pop. I'm just. You have Kawhi Leonard, and you have Lamarcus Aldridge, just a really good player, and that cultural that system that you've put in kind of is on autopilot at this moment, but that's not to take anything away from Popovich because he's still the best coach and playing in the playoffs. But anyway, let's go back onto the main uh, thread of the whole point of this. So my favorite series in the West. Huh? Are we going to talk about my favorite series? Yes. Favorite series in the West. Um, Houston, Oklahoma city. Yes. That's the one I want to watch. Because it's like the big, uh, the big MVP showdown. Neil, you there? Hold on, we may have lost Neil. Hello. You there, Neil? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. just like super shitty right now. Okay. Uh, can good? I like? I'm gonna reconnect. Can I yep. reconnect? Yeah, yeah. Do that. All right. Yep. I can't believe the Caps won. I can't believe they won. It was the most nondescript goal, too. Did you see it? I so I was like, so my place hey, PlayStation two was behind. Yes. I was right. like two minutes behind. It was the most like just Tom Wilson was just throwing it on net and it he just hucked it on net and he's like, "Holy crap, I scored!" Yeah, it was literally the most on nondescript goal. Like it was, and I don't know if you were watching, but they had like this really uh, good scoring opportunity like early on where it went under that fucking goaltender's leg and then it, and then like it didn't go in or he caught it that. behind that and I was like if that didn't go in I'm yeah. like now we're really fucked yeah but anyway unbelievable so now we're going to segue back into John's favorite series or pretty much the clash of the titans which there's just so many good subplots to this uh, Houston versus Oklahoma City I think the NBA, first of all, the fact that the NBA is hosting, it tried to borrow, first of all, the fact that the NBA tried to borrow anything from the NHL is, given what the NHL is doing with the stupid. playoffs right now, is asinine, just ridiculous, moronic, stupid, stupid, stupid. And then your fact that you're hosting the, NA, the, the postseason awards afterwards in a banquet that no one gives two shits about, okay, that's ridiculous. Like when the NHL awards come out, we're so far past the season that people are like, Oh, yeah, I remember. We hadn't even signed the awards yet. And you want to do that to the NBA? 
Not to mention the fact, I mean, you know, you wouldn't have been able to see this, but imagine if James Harden, in like after game one or game two, won the MVP and Russell Westbrook has to watch this. You just deprived all your fans of that. Yeah, I, I totally want to see whichever, because I think Westbrook's going to win, but I thought... If you would have asked me two days ago, I would have thought Harden was going to win. Either one of them. I thought, I thought you were going to see the loser go into complete fu mode. Exactly. In this playoff series, and that would have been magical. And they totally deprived it of us because they want to have a stupid award show that no, it's like the freaking Pro Bowl. Nobody's going to care. No one is going to care. And I, as I was Nobody saying earlier, care. when they announce this, like, cause they, they announce all the awards. I think they break it up over two days for the NHL. Literally. It's like a month after the season's over. And you're like, why are we still talking about this? And like, oh yeah, because we never decided. Well, they, don't they want to do like an Emmys type, ESPYS type award show? They do. And Isn't how many they're... people like literally outside of Christmas? Who's going to watch that? Who watches the ESPYS? The ESPYS is the most forgettable, pointless sports okay. endeavor that possibly could be. I like, would literally rather watch the Pro Bowl. And I hate the Pro Bowl. By the time they actually announce the winners, I'm going to be like, is it time for the draft yet? Right, exactly. Because that's really what I'm interested in now because the NBA season's over. I I'm, want the draft. I am 100 times more amped up for the NBA draft lottery where literally nothing happens. Oh, my God. There's going to be such – it's going to be so cool this year because there's so many things that – there's so many dominoes that are ready to fall. Versus this pointless – like after the NBA finals, after the lottery, after all – with all the draft buzz and because of the nature of this year's class – no one's going to care. At the end, like when, whenever you announce it in mid to late June or early July, because you know that's by the time the finals end, no one's really going to care. We care now about is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Westbrook? Is it going to be Kawhi? It's not going to be Kawhi, but you know, or it will be LeBron. It's not going to be LeBron either. But like we care now, but it, and not just because these two teams are playing. Isn't recency bias going to screw with you too? Because you're going to be like, like let's say Harden wins and he had a, has a crappy round one and. Yes. Aren't you about, well, he had a crappy round one. Yes. How'd he win MVP? That's so gay. It's you know, human you have... nature. Absolutely. And that's another so, thing. Or let's say like Harden has a great round one and Oakland, and Russell Westbrook has a great round one, but Houston wins. I think that factors in for Harden and it might overshadow everything Westbrook accomplished this season. So why would you, so these awards have an expiration date and you're going past it. Why would you do that? It doesn't it's, make any sense to me. It's like assigning, I mean, no, not that anyone gives two shits about it, but it's like assigning Pro Bowl nominations after the Super Bowl is over. Like Exactly. Nobody cares. So, But anyways, I really, really wanted to see these two players have a big, one of them have a huge chip on their shoulders for knowing that they lost. Or the other thing is I, I want Russell Westbrook to lose so that he has um, a really supernova type fu season next year no westbrook westbrook versus patrick beverly is going to be awesome i think westbrook is just going to want to rip that dude's head off I are they not... just gonna have a cage match at the end of one of these games and just say this is it we're gonna settle this <laughs> i'm not a loser leaves the nba I, I don't consider myself a religious, spiritual person whatsoever, but I will p pray for Patrick Beverly. I will pray for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, Westbrook is going to go in, like, with, like, all right, you're just fucked. Fuck you, dude. And, yeah, I, I think it's amazing that it's the top two MVP, like, candidates playing in the playoffs in the first round. This is the most exciting oh, series. He's going to be Liam Neeson and Taken. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's going to be fantastic. I will go out of my way. I mean, this series, I'll, I'll go out of my way to watch the majority of these matchups. But I will, I, I go, will stay up till 1, one thirty in the morning, whatever it is. To, this, is to my, this is my second place series. I, I, honest to God, I could even care less for most of these in terms of going out of my way to watch them. But this one is must-see TV. I mean, just... Can, do do you think Roberson can, like, like, do anything against Harden? No. I think this is actually going to be, so to kind of go a little further, I think this is going to be a really good um, litmus test to see, is it D'Antoni just saying Harden do everything and make this work, or can there be any type of coaching adjustments? I, I'm still not 100% sold that there's any coaching adjustments made by Billy Donovan, but that's probably exactly that Billy Donovan exactly. can't control Westbrook because no one can, save God himself. But Why would you want to? Right. That's But, but again, why would? If you had to build a team, would you want Harden or Westbrook on your team? That's the $64,000 question. Like, I, was I was legitimately thinking about that when the question was posed. I think it was on the Bill Simmons pod, and they're like, you're starting a team tomorrow. You can have them literally as they play today. Would you rather have James Harden or Russell Westbrook? And I'm like, if I'm starting a team, I kind of want James Harden. But I'm like, but if my life depended on it, I think I want Russell Westbrook. If, or, if it was Space Jam, I want Russell Westbrook. Exactly. If like I'm if, playing a season, I want James Harden. Right. If it's exactly like if, if the fate of the planet is on one game, I have to take Russell Westbrook because there's no humanly possible way he would allow it to lose. Yeah, I have to go with Harden. That that really hurts me to say. That sucks. Um, he just seems like the more complete. Uh, well, not even complete. He just seems like the guy you want at that position. If you look at their him. stats, they're identical. Their stats are so close. They're both scoring like 30 points a game. They're both getting uh, around 10 assists. Westbrook's getting 10 rebounds. Harden's getting 8. They're both shooting around 44%. Um, they're both um, shoot around 35% from threes, and they both get at least 10 free throws a game. The only difference is that um, Westbrook takes a couple more shots. If you but look other at than that, they're like identical. Harden, Harden doesn't get more free throws. They're pretty. They're both pretty close. They're both around that ten eleven range. Wow, that dude lives at the line. It always seems like they he lives at the do, line. They both do though, because what does Westbrook do? He just crashes. Westbrook is a kamikaze. Yeah, he just crashes the net and and draws fouls. So, but his uh, Westbrook's usage rate is I think like forty one, and like Harden's like thirty or thirty six. I don't know. I want to I see. That's the thing is I want to see them under different coaches. Like, see, Donovan, like, D'Antoni plays really well to Harden, I, I feel. And Billy Donovan is still unproven, in my opinion. So Westbrook is, like, I'm going to change my vote. I'm actually going to take Westbrook over Harden in the, uh, in, the, in the final thing. It's like, I think he's just got a shittier coach. And I think he's just, like, destroying teams even though he's got, like, a crappy coach. His coach is basically saying, Westbrook, do my job for me. Just, just like, help me out here, man. It's a little bit of a chicken and the egg because I don't think Billy Donovan can do his job because he has this force of nature. I'm not defending Billy Donovan. I'm not a Billy Donovan guy to begin with. But I don't think you can really do a coaching job because the force of nature that is Russell Westbrook. But isn't Westbrook like modern-day Wilt where he just cares about stats? No. 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 No, even I, I, I will emphatically deny that. I don't think he cares about stats. He boxes out his own teammates to get rebounds. I think it's because he doesn't. Like he literally cares about stats. 
Yeah, that that I I'm gonna go with Rajan on that one. Is like I I just don't think he trusts his teammates even. Yeah. Like, I think he's literally a fuck it. I will do everything. Get out of my way. I don't think it's because he's collecting another rebound. Like he's sitting there counting in his head. Like I have eleven. I have twelve. Whatever. I I actually don't believe that about him. I literally think he's like you know just get out of my way. If you just asked him, what? can I play one on five? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't think he would hesitate. Don't think he'd probably win more games than the Nets. Yeah, probably. By the way, the free throw, <laughs> the free throw is ten. Uh, the free throw average is ten point four for uh, Russi and ten point nine for Harden. Almost identical oh, is what John was oh saying. Oh my see, god! Their stats. If you if you compare their stats, they're really freaking cl- close, and that's what makes this uh, MVP vote so hard. So it really I don't com- think it makes it hard. Look at. I, I just think Westbrook just. Houston won fifty-five games. Who? Yeah, but like, who is? Yeah, but like, Golden State won sixty-seven, and nobody talks about that. Counter so argument, like, but that's because they have so many studs. If Look you at, replace, if you who's the other stud on Houston? Who's the other stud? There's no other stud on Houston. Eric that, Gordon has had a crazy year. He's had a very good year. If for Eric Gordon teams, has been way better than Oladipo has. Okay, if you had these Ooh. two teams right now, and you replace Harden and Westbrook, and you replace both of them. With Dennis Schroeder. Right? <laughs> They're not making the playoffs. No, Neither one of these games? teams is making Who wins more games between this Houston. roster? Houston does. No Houston. way. I, yes. I, I totally disagree. I, I think, think they're both like 38-win teams. I think like Oklahoma both City wins Houston like... Houston has a better Eric Gordon. They have an Ariza who actually can still play 3 and D. And they have Magic Lou Williams who John will like love and pet for the rest of his life. I don't. I think Houston is a twenty. Okay. Is is maybe maybe on a if things broke right a thirty three win team. Maybe if things broke right. Whereas I think Oklahoma City could still flirt with high thirties. Like I think like five to seven game disparity. But who the hell scoring scoring the ball on on OKC? Schroeder. At least on Houston, I can no. say. Schroeder. Eric Gordon's gonna score. Ryan Anderson will score. Ariza will score. Capello will score. But it. If you put Schroeder, because Schroeder can get them all the ball. If you put Schroeder on OKC, what Stephen Adams is going to score? Taj Gibson, um, no. Taj, well, Doug McDermott is will hug up like threes and just probably miss. Oladipo yeah. is your only is your next go to guy. So Oladipo it, versus it, Eric Gordon, who's it going to be? Enos Cantor. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I just don't see it. I, I I'm going to definitely just go Enos Cantor makes a lot of money and he he's bench player <laughs> good job hey that is a great job man if you can sit on your butt most of the time and make millions of dollars he did it right that's the american dream i'm saying good job to the gm oh yeah Presty, yeah whatever this is literally just going to be like just two teams just punching each other repeatedly and whoever's left standing is the one that advances forward i i don't like this is the three versus six seed i don't see like one of these two teams saying, like, oh, yeah, this is going to go chalk. I can definitely see how Houston wins this. I mean, if, if Oklahoma City won in five games, I don't think I would be that surprised. Yeah, I agree. There's I no have, way I have, this goes less than six. No, I have no Houston chance. in seven. I have Houston winning seven. Yeah, I, I, it's seven games. Honest to God, I could flip a coin. Just because of the sheer force of will that is Russell Westbrook. I just, I just think Houston can outscore them. At the end of the day, Houston can can put buckets up, and so I think Houston takes it in seven. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make it Houston in seven as well. It's going to be worth every dime. And we'll wrap up with the series that's probably not going to be worth every dime. The Los Angeles Clippers versus Utah. Utah, I, so I haven't got to watch much of Utah as much as I would like to. I watched Utah play against us, and they uh-huh. completely drubbed us both times, Like especially the one in D.C. That was ugly. Like That was as bad a Wizards game as I've seen in a while. Utah is very impressive from the defensive perspective. And the Clippers are just one of those teams, like, I don't want to see you win. I, like, I just, I'm tired of this. Like, get, stop, go away. Doc, Doc Rivers is a bad coach. Like, I, I just don't, he's I don't want to see coach, him. He's a bad coach, he's the worst GM. I, think yeah, a, I, I think just don't want to see him. I think Doc, the, yeah. I'm still going to go with the cliche of Doc the GM ruined Doc the coach. Yeah. And, and so, like, what's really cool, though, is, like, I didn't even realize it. Like, they have the same record. 51 wins on both teams. Like, that. That, I think, is like actually pretty impressive. But tell me who's the more impressive. You look at the rosters of both teams, and what's the more impressive? Utah. Wins. You, yeah, it's Utah. not even close. Like, Clippers should have had way more wins with that roster, you, man. Los Angeles is the stale fart that won't, get out, that won't leave the room, even though you've rolled down the windows. Like, it's just seeped into the furniture, and everything just smells like bad methane. You sat on it too long, and just your chair just forever has perma stink. It's just it's mm-hmm. a, your your chair smells like fart. Like that's what you should that's totally what... you should totally ask Anjali about that. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, I think like I would love to see Rudy Gobert just like own uh, what's his face DeAndre Jordan. Like I I really can't stand DeAndre. I can't stand like all the Clippers DeAndre guys. DeAndre Jordan are doing had a really State, good year. They're doing State Farm commercials, man. Like, yeah. I just want to see Rudy Gobert, like, do his thing and just show him what's up. And he will. Yeah. But I just can't, like, other than that, though, I just, I still have a hard time, like, believing in George Hill. And I still have a problem believing in, like, uh, what's his face? The, um... Gordon Hayward? Yeah, Hayward. I just, I just can't do it. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm racist. I just don't Utah is it. a very good collection of players. Like they're a exactly. very well-rounded team, but they don't have a superstar. And superstars win playoffs. That's the right. thing is they win the series. Who's going to check Chris Paul? Hill. Hill, Hill has to play defense. He's actually not bad defensively. He's um, actually really good defensively. Yeah. So but like he's been it. banged up lately. Uh, he'll they'll like inject him with some stuff, man. It's the playoffs. Like they yeah. got he'll be they ready got to days. Go. They got days to do it. I still think when things get tight... I like seeing Fat Joe Johnson. Fat Joe Johnson. Didn't you used to be Joe Johnson? Yes! Um, I still think when things get tight, you know, what happens with Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin went from being a top 12 NBA player to not maybe being one of the top 5 to 7 players at his position. Even though he had actually a very quietly good season this year, like he a good year, he just didn't play enough damn games. Right, well, he's always hurt. Like he's usual, always, always punching somebody or you know breaking some dumb shit, doing dumb shit. If, if if I was building the team, I don't want Blake Griffin. He just can't play enough games. I kind of like the fact that no one likes Blake Griffin, and I'm not hundred percent sure why. But I, <laughs> I I enjoy the fact that like Blake, everyone hates Blake Griffin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much he can really do for his rep right now. I mean, he's just got to show up in the playoffs, but I agree. He's never really impressed me, honestly. Like, I've never... Only maybe last year was when he, like, showed the signs. But 
when he was like first out of school and all that stuff, I was like, eh, like what is this guy really gonna do? Like he just like was athletic. I'm never all about the gym. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm. I don't like those guys. Like I want guys that have skill. He's like Aaron Gordon, but like way better. Yeah, it's, you can jump, and you have some offensive game. But 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 Blake, Blake has range. Blake can pass. Blake's a very good rebounder. But he's just so damn unlikable, and I don't know why. It's because he's like part ginger or something. I don't. I I I want. I'm trying to come up with a reasonable argument. It's the dunk say. contest. It was the dunk contest when he jumped over a car that anybody in the NBA dunk. could have done it. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. I think we awful. just we overdid the Lob City as fun as it was. Like I think it was just we overdid a little bit. And it's like go away now. I don't care anymore. And then I think well, there's the been, fact that the Lob City never cashed in, and the fact that we've got so much more talent now in the NBA, where like everyone's like, okay, you're yesterday's news. You know, do something to impress me now. Um, I'm trying to come up with an argument why Utah will win, and I'm, I'm I, I really don't have one. I'm I'm running. No, out I of think them. I think it might go. This I game's a coin might flip, go right? Seven. Yeah, I think it's a coin flip. Honestly, I think it might go seven. I can't pick a winner. I I really don't know who's going to win this one. I kind of feel like the Clippers are going to do it just off experience, like because they don't. You before. want the Clippers to win so you can see them play Golden State. I want them to see them play Golden State because I feel like that'll be a five game series. And like, well, Golden State will just murder them because exactly. that's just what they do. Exactly. Like, I think they'll just own them. They're going to run them off the court, and it's going to finally facilitate the Clippers maybe going away or dismantling a little bit. Um, at least I hope in my head. Yeah, I, I would actually love that. Uh, yeah. Now I'm. That now I know what I'm. Like to OKC. Ooh. Just anywhere. Just go away. Just stop it. I still like think that the dumb, one of the dumbest things that Oklahoma, I mean, the Clippers did, not that I have a long-term plan for what they should have done, was trying to bring back DeAndre. Like after he's quote-unquote signed with Dallas. Yeah, they had nobody, though. Like, they would have been, like, they had so to do bad. They had to do it. Yeah. Because they were strapped for, they, their, their cap was stretched, and the only thing they could do was re-sign their own guys. Yeah, it would have had to been like Tiago Splitter or like on like Bogut, and that would have been just awful. So like, I don't know. I would love to see. Actually, now that I think about it, like I just want the entire Clippers organization dismantled. Like Doc yeah. Rivers should like just stop coaching. Like you're done. Just just stop. No, I you had a bunch. Well, if they go out in the first round, I don't think he will be coaching again. No, I don't think he's a great coach right now. Like he had the Ubuntu, but it was just like. You had Rondo in playoff Rondo mode. You had Ray Allen, who was filthy. You had Kevin Garnett. Garnett. You had Pierce. Yes, and Pierce. Like, what are you going to do? Like, those are guys that, like, should You can't lose with those. (laughs) Exactly. You have to to mess up to, to, like, make them lose. Kevin Garnett barks at things. And you want to tell me that like someone's gonna like someone's going to talk back to him? Like he's the most psychotic person ever, and he basically police that locker room. It was just up to Doc to not screw it all up. And then finally, for once in his career, Kevin Garnett actually had talented players, not named Stefan Marbury, on his team. Hey, don't forget Zerbiak. Yeah, oh well, God. What a piece of shit. Um, I'm. And I am no fan of the Clippers, but I think they take this in six just because I think Utah's also not there yet, even though I do really like the veteran presence on Utah. But I just – I think I agree with your all's point that when push like comes movie to shove bo- 
uh, Boris Dion. I do like I do like Boris Dion as espresso machine. There, I'm actually a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that San Antonio let him go. Yeah, they said, oh, just take him." Quick aside, it's Popovich. To that. Popovich knows what he's doing, man. Like I never questioned Popovich at this. But point. he was such like a key player for San Antonio, and he they just were like, so well. "Have him." He was he was, but Popovich knows what he's doing, man. Have you guys ever heard of H-E-B? It's apparently like a store in Texas. No. Okay, so anyway. Is it? H-E-B, like Heb, like the letters. I mean, it's not pronounced Heb, but it's like H-E-B. The letters H-E-B. Heb. I think it's like a grocery store or something like like a Safeway or something. Anyway. Okay, I think I have seen those. So they employ, or they, they regularly have the San Antonio Spurs on as like endorsements for their commercials. Their commercials are hilarious. Like, they're absolutely hilarious. And they have this. Come on. get this iceberg lettuce. It's crispy. And like, but, no, it's, it's not even, but it's not even hilarious in like a stupid way. Like, why are they doing this? Like, they're, they're actually really well done. And they play off the Spurs personality really well. Like, they play off the French thing with Tony Parker. And like, Manu's kind of the leader. And, Tony, and like, Tim Duncan, when he was playing, was, you know, kind of the old guy of the group. And Kawhi is like this really like socially awkward, quiet guy. Like, it, they just they did it so well. I've, I've wasted. Oh, way more time than I want to admit on YouTube watching these HEB commercials with the Spurs, and I'm like, these are great. I don't know why they're not nationwide. I strongly recommend if you go go watch it on YouTube. They're I'm really going good. to not do that tomorrow. I'm going to not do that? Is that sarcastic, or are you really going to not do that? Probably not going to do that tomorrow. No, you should do that. Maybe I will. All right, wrapping this up, a quick aside also for the NBA draft lottery because we got into that. We were talking about this over the group chat. I am so ecstatic at the idea of Los Angeles being left out of the top three of the lottery and them losing both. It's this year's pick and I think the 2019 pick or 2018. Basically, one team has to leapfrog them. That's it, right? Right, it's just one team because they're third. So Brooklyn and and Phoenix have secured the uh, – well, not secure. They have the most ping pong balls. So I think what Minnesota's thirty one. No, Orlando is twenty nine. Philadelphia is twenty eight. What if Philadelphia gets the third pick? Would they get the third and fourth pick then? Yes, probably. Yeah. Viva Sam Hinkie. And, and and Sam Hinkie would be totally validated. Speaking of of Minnesota, though, didn't we have them in the playoffs? I had them at fifty wins. Yes. I will. I will. I have died on that hill, but I had them winning 50 games this year. And they, they got to 50 games. It was just in the loss column. Is, is, uh, is Thibodeau a good coach? It's a question. And I, I can't believe we're asking that question because in any other circumstance, you, would, you should be slapped for asking that. But Do you remember result- last summer when we were all were like, holy crap, I can't believe the Wizards didn't even like interview other coaching candidates. They just hired Scott Brooks. Why would they do that? He's not that good. I wanted Thibodeau. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, Scotty Brooks. Do you remember the time yeah. we're all saying He's a that good coach. We should have got that, like, Frank Vogel would have done so much better job. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. still like Frank Vogel. I still Vogel's, think he's a good yeah. coach. He's just in a very, very bad situation. Very bad situation. See, so you can't like say that about Dibs. You can't say that about Dibs. First he's year in 40 some plus seasons that there hasn't been an in coach firing, in season firing. Really? Yeah. No coach this got fired. Like the, no coach got fired in season this year. Wow, amazing! I couldn't believe it. I had Detroit as fourth place in my Eastern Conference rankings. 
Yeah, Charlotte also fell out, right? Charlotte fell out, yeah. I had Charlotte as 7th. I had Atlanta. So my 1 through 8 in the East, I'm going back and looking at my notes for the pod. I had Cleveland, Boston, Toronto, Detroit for the for my 4th seed. Wow. Indiana, Washington, Charlotte, and Atlanta. I had Milwaukee just missing, and I had Chicago uh, just missing as well. But I had Atlanta as the 8th seed. Um, but I had Charlotte as the 7th seed. I did say that Marvin Williams is going to do a whole lot of nothing now that he got paid, which anyone could have seen. I didn't see that. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I said I was suspect about Miles Turner. Boy, that was dumb. Miles um, Turner's a beast. Yeah, he's, he's kind of good. He's a modern-day center. Hey, at least we know the Knicks are not a super team. I had Houston with less than 50 games, less than 50 that. wins. Cool. Where's Carmelo going to be next year? Hopefully China. Clippers? <laughs> oh, he'll be Wait, in the NBA. When is his... Uh, he's not a free agent, though, right? No, but he has a no tr- no trade clause, so he has to like agree to a, a trade. Yeah, so he's going to have to... And some Phil team is desperately... Have to if Phil is still like doing things for the Knicks, desperately wants him off that roster. You know what would be the best irony for where Carmelo should end up? Chicago. I was no. going to say Denver. Ship him back they're to gonna, Denver. They'll get him three years too late. They should give him to like... Hmm. Orlando. <laughs> so they can have another... And, lo- and another Orlando won 29 wins. Orlando had 29 wins this year. They would... And Knicks had 31. So next year, Orlando would win 31 games. Just with ship him off. You know what would be great is ship him off to the Nets. Just yeah. ship him off to the Nets. Yo, oh, you want to stay in New York, oh, Carmelo? Can... Go to Brooklyn. <laughs> Lala, Lala wants to stay in New York, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> he could shoot 50 shots a game in Brooklyn. He'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I love the, See, I- like, I love the like idea it, of... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. At least, like, Philadelphia, like, has hope because, like, they, they still have... So they have their pick and potentially the, the Lakers pick, whereas Brooklyn doesn't even have their pick. Like, they're just destined to be bad for years and years. And I think Boston still has another pick swap or something. Next year. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so screwed. That Brooklyn is so screwed. I was going to say of any sport. I mean, in retrospect, I think the Herschel Walker deal wasn't as bad. It looks only as bad, historically speaking, because of what Jimmy Johnson did with it. Again, as no fan of the Cowboys, I think well, that's it what didn't it, cripple Minnesota. It didn't cripple. No, it didn't really. And they thought it's they the were fact getting, that Jimmy Johnson just kept trading and trading and trading and trading and trading and trading. And he built a team out of the picks that he got for Herschel Walker. You can't really do that in the NBA. But that Paul Pierce, the Boston Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade that crippled the, the Nets. And they, they, what they get one year out of it. I mean, yeah, and. Oh, oh, they traded their entire future for one season of mediocre basketball. I'm just so just imagine that you are Philadelphia and you uh, just for the sake of argument, you end up with the third and the fourth pick. So you are not only looking at you could because the point guard is the biggest hole in the team. So you could theoretically play a plug in deer and Fox from Kentucky, yep. who is great, although he can't shoot. 
No, why would you do that? Philadelphia has, has Ben Simmons coming in. So, no, erase that. You need a scorer. So immediately you could probably look at Malik Monk. You put in Malik yep. Monk, you're done right there. right? So now you have instant offense. And then you put in someone like – you put in Jason Tatum on there, although you have a, uh, you have a log jam in, the front, in the, uh, the front court right now. But, I mean, shit, really anybody else. I mean, in the like, – you could put in Isaac. You could put in – Who's the guy from Kansas? Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. That would be your, right. your pick. So you get Josh ja- – you put – imagine that. So you have three and four. So you got Josh Jackson and Malik Monk. Holy crap. And you, and then you still have uh, they just traded Okafor. No, they have Okafor. They traded Noel. So you still have Okafor doing. But you could still trade Okafor. For yeah, I mean you're going to get twenty two. cents on the dollar for him. That's but that's about it. That's a that's all he's worth. He's garbage. And heaven forbid it that Embiid ever stay healthy. I mean, could you imagine that? No, that's a nice team. And then meanwhile, you have LA flailing and hoping that you know. Somebody comes and signs with them, like Paul George. And even if Paul George signs them, signs there, then what? I don't know. Well, you have D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, Paul George, Julius Randle, and then you fill out the roster with uh, ring chasers. Not necessarily ring chasers, but you know, we'll keep getting it. It's more like keep getting the guy. Yeah, and then uh, and then a smart GM doesn't complete their roster in the summer. They actually wait till, you know, good players like Brandon Jennings are, are cut and you can sign them for cheap in season. So. Wait, did you just call Ernie a good GM? No, no, no. I did not. Yeah, let's not because get Because he of blew ourselves. his wad this summer and put us in cap hell for the next uh, three years. Yeah, we're looking at cap because hell. Because he didn't realize that he could, oh, wait, I can sign players during the year that get cut off good teams? Oh. I think in fairness, and I can't believe I'm defending Ernie Kronfeld, he may not have realized that he would be in the position where we would be in a position where like team players like Brandon Jennings would want to come here. Um, I think it's we're in a really interesting situation. Obviously, one given with what is you know what is auto command, and it's going to be a ludicrous amount of money. And then two, you know, Bojangles is a free agent now, and what is what? How does that work out? Like, does that turn out to be a rental? I really hope not, but it might be. It is totally a rental. There's no way that they can keep uh, auto so order because why? Ted is cheap. I don't think Ted is going to want to duct tape. There is no way he's going to pay the luxury tax. They'll probably just try to get another Marcus Thornton player and convince us all that, like, no, no, he can play as well as yeah. as, as as Boyan did. So if I was the Wizards, I would do everything I could this off season. To clear cap for next summer. Yeah. Because Boogie's coming to DC. But you know Ted's gonna want to say prediction. Like, that he's that he's gonna say that like, oh well, we made the playoffs this year, so we're one only one or two moves away from being a real championship contender and then try to justify that LeBron's getting older and then do something dumb, tie up the cap room and you know, give Otto a bunch of money. Because the whole let's keep the band together mentality is gonna That's the gonna dumbest thing they could do. Best thing they could do is keep cap flexibility, which they should have done last summer. Like when you miss out on Al no, Horford, what you should have done last summer is re-sign John Wall to like a max. Deal. Yes, that was yes. Just, they yeah. should have done that. the The worst thing they could have done was spend their cap on players that don't play games like for them. Jason like Nicholson yes. and, and Ian Mahimi. Ian How many Mahimi. games he played? Thirty. 30 and average like six points and five boards. 
oh, thank God, he's totally worth 15, 16 million this season. Objectively speaking, Jan Mahinmi was not a bad signing. He was a bad signing. But when you factor in... Let's sign his starting center when we already have a starting center and pay him more. (laughs) Like, that's a bad freaking signing. That's a terrible signing. Gortat doesn't provide any rim protection, though. It's the most frustrating thing when Gortat's on the floor. The the rim is still wide open for anybody. How many centers in the NBA... I know. How many centers actually like do provide rim protection? I mean, the entire concept of rim protection being thrown out by the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, like Andrew <sighs> Bogut was like cap flexibility is the biggest strength any team can consistently have every year, and they f- screwed it up because everybody thought I have money this summer. Well. You know what? You might have money this summer, but you don't have it next, and you won't have it the summer after that, and you won't have it the summer after that, and all these prices are going to get inflated because everybody's getting paid. I was going to say cap flexibility plus the uh, an established super superstar on your team is like the most is the most valuable combination of assets you can have. And what do we do? Your superstar's best friend just got pissed the hell off and got put on a team that he doesn't fit with. There's you no think way think he's he going to resign there. There's no, no way. chance. There's just no chance. So the the pipe dream is that that you could call up New Orleans and you'll say, "Hey, we'll do a sign in trade and give you of auto and other things." I don't know what the other things would be that would convince them to make. Would that you deal. give up Otto and Ubre? Yes. Yes. And I love Kelly I love, Oubre. I love Oubre. But I can get another Kelly Oubre. I would yeah, try. Kind of have to. I would try to do. I mean, this is completely unrealistic, and I'm just talking out of my ass here. But like, if we could somehow I'd try pull and it give off, him like Mahini and like Gortat, like try and convince him to take one of those contracts with him. I actually think Mahini would work really well. If we had to do, yeah, something but like, you're not. You're not like trading a Vivek, right? <laughs> so if we had Mahini as our center. Cousins as a four and Keefe on the bench. Ooh, no, I'm That's saying pretty. package Mahinmi, Otto. No, there's already too much money there. What if you did something like I mean, this? Is completely ridiculous. But like you did Mahinmi, Otto, and Ubre just because the number, the cap number is going to be so high, especially because of what Otto is getting paid. And you tell them, and then we'll say, give me Boogie, and we'll take back like the hideous contract of like Omer Ashik back, right? Just for because we have to to make the numbers work out we have to give some value to new orleans we give them hit me well but i'm saying part of the value is taking ashik away from them right exactly right so we give them in me we give them auto we throw in Ubre. fuck man i even throw in bojangles if we could do you you guys like think carmelo anthony fits on the wizards no we don't need him no the the, going back the last thing we need is a ball uh, a black hole. This is the best ball movement we have seen from this team since we started watching this team, like with s- the regularity which we have in the John Wall era. I mean, let's just put it that way. This is the most. This is the best Wizards team I've seen. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know this. I think, get I think even the this, even the one that like this is better than Atlanta? any of the Gilbert years that went to Atlanta. Yes. Like then yeah. when yeah. then Wall like broke his his hand. Yes, this yeah. is that team, and that's not even recency bias. I'll agree with that. I try to guard against recency bias as much as possible. This team is better. That team was gritty and was grit and grind. This team is like is more of the modern NBA team. This is legitimately the best team 
that Washington basketball has had in what thirty eight years? I think this is better than the Gilbert team of oh whatever the year was that you're going to choke that LeBron told them you're going to choke um, in the second round. Yeah. What? I think the team that like had Paul Pierce was way better than this team. No. In terms of way better, no. If you were healthy, okay, tell me about health. If you were healthy, would the Pierce team be better? What do you mean if we were healthy? They would you were been, not. We would yeah, have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals, yes. We would have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if you were to put that team. But versus, Brad wasn't as good then. Yeah, if you Wall were to put that team versus this team, then. if you could play them in some type of NBA jam or NBA 2K type of uh, matchup against the two, each, two of each other, I think this team would win. Yeah. I I, I think so. Because Otto's better, Brad's better, Wall's better. Bench is better. The, and, the, and, the, and, yep. and Keith gives you uh, things I think Keith over top of Pierce. Like, I don't think, I don't think Pierce's value really... Amplifies things. Pierce, Pierce got, won you playoff games, Pierce, man. No, no, like and here and you was, had like a Pierce non-healthy was team instrumental in their development. Pierce, Pierce was, was so things. clutch for them. Pierce was two things. Pierce was leadership in the locker room throughout the course of the season, and Which he and he was don't have and he right was now in the Toronto. No, you do. It's 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 Wall and Beal. Like he basically evolved them into or help evolve them into where they are yeah. right now. This year's Wall and Beal is better than, than that year's Wall and Beal, and that's why this team's better. Uh, we beat uh, we beat Chicago as a team, and because Nene hates Chicago. No, no, no. You beat you beat Chicago because of Nene. All right, that's it. That's pretty much it. And that Atlanta team was soft. I mean, that was a, that was the biggest bitch of a sixty win team I've, we've seen in years. That's the most fraudulent sixty win team I it, 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 probably of the last decade. They would, I think they would, that, that series went to five against uh, Cleveland the next round, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we have well digressed past our past our clock time, though it was well worth it. Um, thank you, everyone. I've, well, I've way more digressing to do. All right, we have plenty. We can save it for <laughs> another episode. We should we should find out because I I don't I'm still not uh, yeah I still think the Pierce team was better. Um, it's just a health question at that point. I really think it's just a health question. But we I, can we, we'll digress later. I was gonna say I want to get into that, but I'm not going to <laughs> only for the length of the podcast. I, all <laughs> I want to say is like Uber is like the defensive stopper that team didn't have, so that also helps. And then and then Wall and Beal were just are significantly better this year than they because were because they're ago. healthier. They were healthy because that time. they're healthier and they're more experienced. No. Thank you to everyone for listening. Yes. If you haven't already done so, <laughs> please make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. Give us a like. Leave us feedback. All of those things. This podcast has lasted very long, but it was worth it. And hopefully we will see you for round two when the Wizards beat Atlanta and take on Chicago. I mean Boston. Oh, um, Chicago. Let's go Bulls. I would love it for, for round be the Bulls. two. Please be the Bulls. Please be the Bulls. Well, then I might have to go up there, go down there again. Like, that's the whole thing. If, right. if they do play the Bulls, we'll have to figure it out. We will figure I it out. I will pay significant amounts of money to go to a game. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.